to the Bald Guy Beer Review, episode 12. I'm your host, Chris. With me, is, as always, is the other host, the bearded bald guy, Alan. And today's guest we have is Bright McConnell the Fourth. You heard that correctly. Uh, that's the fourth. And it's bright like a light, as he would say. By name, not reputation. That's right. B-R-I-G-H-T. He's not like, he's no Miller Light bright. <laughs> he definitely brightens up a room when he's around, though. Yeah, yeah. And so Bright joins us. We have a special episode today because we're covering hard cider. So not beer. I know we're a beer review. Cider is equally acceptable as beer to drink. Beer is, beer is business, so is cider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, cider is definitely awesome. Stormalong is a great cider, and Bright's here to talk to us today about it. Bright, how we doing? Ah, another day in paradise, bud. Yeah, snowy New Hampshire here. Late uh, mid-March snowstorm. It's Saturday, March 12th at the time of this filming, and so we've braved the elements. This is an in-person review. Yes, indeed. That was a brave thing, putting the date of the time out, so if we slack on uploading it, everyone will know. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Call us out, you four listeners, you. <laughs> Just re- don't rate it a point two five. Yeah, no. So none of the ciders that we have uh, to drink today are going to be rated a point two five. We got four different ciders, not on tap from the cans. From the cans today. Mm. Uh, I don't think we'll ever probably have one on tap unless we're on site at a place. Or unless you get a kegerator and a keg. Yeah. <laughs> Apolo- a apologize <laughs> if you can hear my dog barking. Uh, we probably got a package or something. Keep it in. Don't edit it out. Yeah, we're not editing it out. It stays in. Well, th- yeah, well, th- well, at this point, we'd have to start over, so that'd be pretty brutal. So anyway, we haven't really talked of anything of substance, and we're already two minutes in. So It's about normal for us. We're doing pretty good so far. Yeah. So, Bright, why don't you tell us about yourself and how you came to be in the hard cider business? Go. Oh, man. Uh, me about myself. Shit. Um, well, uh, cider industry. Yeah, I, I was a chef down in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I was in food and beverage for probably about 10 years. And, um, you know, I enjoyed it, but I kind of quickly realized that that kind of uh, career choice and path was going to put me in an early grave, you know? Work hard, play hard, that kind of mentality. So Or addicted to cocaine. I <laughs> little column A, little column B. Just kidding, Mom, if you're listening. Um, but um, We hope she is an extra listener. <laughs> yeah. You're going to forward this to my mother. Yeah, Bright's mother comes to investigate. Yeah. Chris is, Chris is like, uh, dear Bright's mom, uh, your son may or may not have done cocaine. Check out this, this yeah. podcast. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, like, uh, I realized that that industry was going to kind of burn me out pretty quick, and so I wanted to try to do something little bit different uh my brother uh one day uh got me a um uh cider making kit for christmas right and uh you know i made like some small batches using like mott's apple juice you know and like my first batch was like fire i was super excited about it you know it tasted amazing i think i had like pink peppercorns and lavender in it and like you know um so I was real game about it, and I was like, "Ah, fuck yeah! I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the next batch," you know. And so my next batch tasted pretty good, but my third batch tasted rot gut, and and that's when I was hooked because I was like, "Well, I thought I did the exact same things as before." So I I went on like a, a rabbit hole of like researching, trying to figure out what made it taste. He's not good. he's down the subreddit, just deep. Yeah, down. just yeah. real deep, real deep. But that this was back in like 2000, you know. Uh, 
2012 or so. So there wasn't like a lot of information out there on the, yeah. on the internet. Um, maybe 2010. Um, but yeah, so I just started learning about it and delving in, trying to figure out what it caused and last batch to go weird and learning more and more and started doing one gallon batches turned to five gallon batches, five gallons turned to 15 gallon batches. Then I was doing 20 gallon batches and kegging it for my friends for like their parties. They'd come up to me and be like, Brad, I've got a party on Easter weekend. Can you like make us a keg? And I'd like, I have a kegerator. So I'd like fill up my one keg and like host the, uh, they bring over like a shopping cart and put the kegerator in and wheel it over. <laughs> for yeah. the party that's excellent yeah. i feel like um i feel like just like craft craft beer like craft beer has been around for a while i think i think to a lot of people it's just been kind of this this thing that's been a phenomenon for like the last i don't know 13 14 years right like 2008 2009 ish mm. to now and then you know and like it didn't exist before that like ciders existed for a long time but i just think that like the site just like craft beer like craft cider became like a huge thing like when i was in college there was this kid who shall remain unnamed but he couldn't he was a gluten-free person because not because of choice but because of what is it celiac celiacs yeah so but he was always you know cranking the woodchucks and it was just like oh we know this homie's around when you see the woodchucks start popping up in the fridge like you might not actually see him walk in or whatever and i didn't i don't know i didn't really dig those those mass produced like ciders i think like if you've tried cider in the past some of the ciders you're gonna see today out there it's like a night and day difference um like i know most people probably think when they think of cider like think overly sweet yeah or like think angry orchard or something like that so yeah i don't know so you started basically home brewing the cider Mm -hmm. but it's not like brewing, right? Cider making, it's different. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, uh, in brewing, uh, you actually have to heat up the malts in order to, like, uh, release the sugars. They're not, like, readily fermentable and accessible. Uh, Cider making is much more akin to winemaking because the sugars and fructose are readily accessible in the fruit, so you really just have to press the fruit, but then it's, it's all about the... The treatment of that juice and and the fermentation process that helps you and the and the fruit selection to begin with that uh you know denotes uh the different flavor profiles and characteristics i can develop okay so like for example all right so i guess that kind of rolls into our first review right and one of the things that i always thought that was cool that um so bright works at storm along cider lemonster massachusetts and sherborne Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So we got to start. Yep. And so what's really cool is you guys list the type of apples that you use on the back and then you give a couple of like it's so this so we're drinking legendary dry. This is the flagship of storm along. It, yes, it has tannic and crisp and complex as its description. But what's really cool is this little sliding scale on the bottom. Mm. And this is what I've really found interesting is you got sweet all the way to dry, medium dry, medium sweet. Now, hey, okay, it's only four options. But I will say this, like with ciders, I have found that I'm less a fan, just personally, of dry cider. Mm. And I've identified that, and I didn't really think about it per se. So I'm the exact opposite. I'm more of a fan towards the dry side, and the closer you get all the way to the sweet, that's where I start to lose it sometimes. Okay. Right. Which is another thing that I've noted on the can here that I really like because it helps you identify something mm-hmm. that from, maybe from you're going to yeah exactly, exactly. can and know where where it's at. Yep. Yeah. Well, I you're mean, more likely to buy something you're going to enjoy. Well, this one also has it in the name, 
which yeah. says legendary dry. So it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't expect it to be a sweet cider. So, but they're not always like that. And we'll get further into that as like another cider that we have uh, to review today. Um, you know, it doesn't allude to what type of cider it is. Um, but anyways, so we got legendary dry. I really like this. Um, I, the, the one thing too, that I really like about craft cider is it's always just so crisp. Even the sweet yeah. cider is like, I don't know, man. This one's really good. It's a so, different ball game. It's a really good finish. Good, bright. Yeah. 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 No, it's bright. This, this made by bright. Hey. hey. Let's go. Yeah. We'll say after the first time we got the legendary dry, this became one of my fiance's favorites. Mm. Okay. For the just for like the dry finish, because that's what she really enjoys, like the drier side. Yeah. One of the things that I also enjoy about cider is it's just a new, new thing to explore, right? Like with craft beer, I'm. What does it say? People, when you travel a lot, you're well traveled. Am I well drunk? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of individual check ins on the until like I feel like how you've said before, you really like to experience new things. Yeah. And so, like with beer, there's less of that new realm where cider, you know, people are doing so many different things now. You can try quite a wide array of cider that you probably haven't yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, why don't you tell us about the legendary dry? Right. Well, uh, Legendary Dry was uh, our nod to traditional English-style ciders. Um, a very popular fruit that uh, is available in like the UK are what's known as bittersweet apples, which have high levels of sugar and uh, tannins. Uh, tannins add a lot of like uh, tannins, like you know, you find them in wine as well. Uh, they're a um, polyphenolic chemical compound. They add kind of astringency. Uh, feeling to it during fermentation it adds depth to the um and complexity to the cider so uh while these apples are very common in the uk you can't really find them in in wild amounts here in the united states they're just not commonly grown or whatever was grown was chopped down during the prohibition era um after you know u.s repealed uh alcohol laws so um it's a uh, nod to the English style cider. Uh, it's got uh, one third of the volume is uh, bittersweet apples. Um, so it's got like that nice, reach, rich, deep complexity to it. Um, but, you know, a good amount of acid to kind of like help back it up. But it's not like too glaringly acidic. Um, so uh, it's, yeah, as you said, it's our flagship cider. You know, we we're really proud of it, and we put a lot of like thought and um, effort in behind crafting it. Nice. I always say that on the show. That's, I'm always that's like, Chris. that's nice. my go-to word. That's Chris's yeah. go-to word. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You give him enough pauses, you can get him to say it a whole bunch in a row. Well, so it's definitely. Do I get not... one of these glasses when I leave? Oh, if you, like, you can take one. <laughs> they have they have our our horrible faces on them. It's beautiful. I'm yeah. shedding a tear looking at this. It's yeah, nice. It's amazing. <laughs> so, well, Alan, you do you have a rating? I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go. So this is this is one of the ciders I very much enjoy. So I'm gonna rate it as such. All right. So I'm gonna give this, you know, in order because it's Massachusetts cider. We're gonna go with 7.7 for Ray Bork. Whoa, that's a big that's a big time rating from Alan. That's a big time rating from Alan. Not giving that many high ratings in that range. No, LFG. No. 
Now I'm coming in. I'm coming in a little bit lower. I'm going seven point three. Like I said, I don't like the drives, but don't worry. Stand by. We got something more my my flavor incoming. But yeah, no, it's definitely uh, really good. And um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on because I didn't. Um, so as I learned more about cider, and because it's like wine, just like an American wine, there's a lot of sulfites and stuff that are found in ciders. Mm. And then, but Stormalong doesn't use sulfites. Presently, no. Yeah. Uh, some of our ciders, such as like Grand Banks, which are barrel aged, um, and some of our more uh, high end uh, ciders, may contain uh, barrel aged cider that will have sulfites. But like predominantly, are like core varietals will not have sulfites in them. Yeah. So just like um, a quick comment on it, if we don't have any winos that like listen to the show, like pretty much people that are crazy about wine will go to Europe. And they'll be like, oh, my God, this wine is the best. And it's all because there are no sulfites in it. And mm-hmm. they just claim this wh- whatever. Right. Like I said, my, my palate's not super sophisticated. But what I will say is I don't get as bad hangovers because I've gotten sauced up with uh, other ciders, let's say, that use sulfites. And then these ones I just crank for days. And yeah. I'm good the next day due to the – and I like people say that. Like you get a more – vicious hangover because of sulfites i don't know chemistry math science stuff <laughs> stuff that i'm not good at that's one of the things i like dry more because i feel like you can just crush them yeah. yeah i will say as a caveat if you have a sulfite allergy then you should probably contact us to double check and make sure that the batch doesn't so have it can you explain really quickly why you would use sulfites in barrel age as opposed to not well uh or for those who don't know why they're put in like what's the purpose right well you know um Stainless steel, it's very non-porous, it's clean, it's sanitizable. You can put something in it and it'll remain, you know, as it is, as long as you have it purged free of, like, oxygen and, and, and all that stuff, and it's kept at a cold temperature, it'll maintain really well. Barrels are kept at room temperature. Uh, they're very porous. Um, they allow oxygen exchange, and in addition to that, they can harbor microbes as well, which is part of, like, the beauty of aging in barrels, like that characterization and maturation that happens during that through biological uh, effects and things of that nature add to the character of the cider, which is why you age it in the barrel. But you also want to make sure that you aren't allowing microbes that are going to impart negative flavors to like be able to take over and run amok. So adding a little bit of sulfite can kind of help keep those in check and uh, keep those... those uh, microbes at bay during the aging and maturation process okay yeah that so see that makes sense so like i guess like what i'm saying is like we just needed that clarification because if you don't understand why like the way i kind of put it out out front to be like yeah. well why would a company ever want to do that and it's like well okay there's the why yeah because you're preventing things from essentially yeah. infecting or re-fermenting or right sulfites can stuff. also help with oxidation as well oh see yeah. science oh. more science mm-hmm. more stuff that I'm too dumb to learn. Did not know. Yeah, well, that's why we that's why we, we bring them on. Escaped our hairless heads. Yes. So hey, up next we got White Mountain Magic. This is more my speed. Uh, we got this one is pretty much dead in the middle between sweet and dry, which I like, and it has New Hampshire maple syrup in it. That's right. Let's go. 
So that's one of the things I liked about this one, because most of the ones you get with maple syrup, it falls way over on the sweet side. So to have it landing right in the middle is a nice change of pace to get the maple taste, which is certainly definitely in this one. So another thing that I'm going to a little bit tangent on here with, with ciders that I've enjoyed about cider, like drinking cider is, you know, in brewing, there's been that recent craze in beer for like um, pastry stouts, you know? Mm, yeah. and so people will like throw, you know, all right, whole nother rant for that. I'll just leave it, but <laughs> They just throw some stupid crap and it's like, you can't taste the cereal in it because you mashed in Fruit Loops, bro. You can't taste yeah. the Fruit Loops. Don't tell me you can. You can't. Yeah. I know you can't. Mm. Like, you're lying to yourself. You just watch the Instagram posts or whatever. I have a lot of these hot takes. Mm. But what I really like about ciders is like, especially the ones where you add like a maple syrup or uh, we don't have any, unfortunately, because it was a fall slash winter seasonal, but the uh, the happy holidays. Oh, yeah. You know, so the holiday spice, that cin- it was cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon, nutmeg. Uh, let's see. That one was very good, too. Yeah, yeah. ginger. Yeah, so. Wide variety of so holiday spices. All spice, too, clove. Yeah, so it's very dessert- dessert-like. Yeah. And I feel like it pairs better with apple cider and hard cider than it does in beer just a personal opinion so i just really enjoy those i think like sometimes like the hops and other things overpowered in a beer but i definitely get things when you you mix them with apple a little more yeah yeah this one is outstanding white mountain magic Mm -hmm. yeah chicory root roasted chicory yep uh Mm -hmm. dandelion cinnamon See, and that's what I think is also cool is like, I, you know, I, you, you, dandelion. If yes. you, I would never pick that out, I, you know. Yeah. I, I would be surprised. I would be like, hey, anybody drinking this? Can you pick out the dandelion? So we'll see, but <laughs> maybe not. Chris is, is still it, wondering what chicory is right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me put it. Yeah, you ever Google. been to New Orleans? Yeah, like the uh, they have coffee. It's like a roasted root that they mix in with the coffee. Yeah. It's really popular down there. Mm, I'll have to try this in my cofefe. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I miss the mean tweets sometimes. I just wish they didn't. He could not be president of the United States, and that's great. But if they just not banned him from Twitter for pure entertainment value, I'm sorry. Like, it was entertaining. It was a little bit scary and highly embarrassing when he was president, but. <laughs> Now that he's not, can we just bring him back, please? Like, just for the hilarity. Like, anyway, Kofefe. That's where I got that from. If you weren't, if you weren't tracking, now you, I, if you I, don't know, I picked you know. it up. It took me a couple seconds, but I got where you're going. Yeah, so I'm ready to rate this because I've been excited to rate this because. Oh boy, it's a good rating. Go, I really like. Go right ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go. This is this is 8.0 for me. I could crush the crap. I'm definitely buying this, these. This yeah, this this is one that. I see it and I buy it, and I was quite disappointed because last time Chris told me there was some at the uh, state liquor store rest area mm-hmm. and the gas station, and, gone. and there was none, so well, I so, was quite disappointed. Well, so that's that's the other reason why this one gets an eight for me. Um, can't really remember. That's terrible. There's, I can't remember our own like little rating thing off our head, but I'm pretty sure eight was like something that I'm going to get. Yeah, like that, that's your yeah. specific trip type thing yeah this would be like if somebody like if you text me like hey i stopped at candia first stop it's a popular yeah. rest stop and hey i got there's white mountain magic i'm getting in the car as soon as possible to go buy it before <laughs> it gets bought out 
let's let's be real. Your lazy ass would say, "Pick one up for me, and I'll get you later." <laughs> What's your Venmo, bro? <laughs> no, you'd call me and be like, "Bright, <laughs> well, can I, I can a brother get a case?" I may or may not. I may or may not know people, <laughs> and I may know, know you know know things about people. So this, <laughs> this this one is good. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I think I'm, I fall in that same ballpark, you know, where when you say you're disappointed when you went to get it and it wasn't there, you know, that's not that often that you're out there trying to find a cider um, that you've had and you want to go have it again. You know, there's some other ciders out there that people hype up that, you know, people run out and get, you know, they don't really live up to it. But I'll say this one, if you see it, I'd grab it. It lives up to the hype. So... I'm going to go right there with you, but I'm going to go with 8.1. Oh, come on. Come on. My guys. All right. All right. For the love. Yeah, no, this one is uh, definitely delicious. If you're not catching a theme here, we are very excited to have Bright on because Stormalong is a great, great hard cider company. I think that, I mean, I think people know about it, but I think it's just underrated. hasn't got out there as much. It's not like. In but we pay every beer market groups, basket yeah. or everything like that. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you got to go to your beer store or something like that to pick it up. Mm-hmm. But Local it's cer- yeah. yeah, it's certainly worth the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, we drink a lot of cider in our house because uh, my fiance likes it a little bit better than beer. She'll split a beer, but she'll have her whole cider. So, yeah, and it's know, always, we always have some. And it's always good for the gluten free option. Like, don't forget your gluten free people. We kind of were talking about that earlier, you know. If you got that pro- celiac disease and you can't drink beer, like this is a great alternative, especially if you like apple cider. For sure, I mean, it's yeah. a win-win. For sure. <laughs> so tell us, how do you come up? How do you come up with stuff? So dandelion, chicory root, like what's the what's the concept? <laughs> you guys just get hammered and spin a wheel. You have like a wheel every with day. a bunch of ingredients. <laughs> every, is there every a day. dartboard with a bunch of ingredients <laughs> and or like a wall? Um, do you just like? Pick a letter and then Google stuff that you can put in alcohol yeah. and like. I think, gee, <laughs> I think a lot of it is that we bring up a concept of like a flavor profile that we'd like to hit, and then we build out uh, ingredients that help match that that need. Okay. Um, you know, so for this one, we wanted to have something that harvest like that um, highlighted our our uh, work with uh, New Hampshire apple orchards such as Lowell Farms and and. Um, Farnham Hill and and whatnot, and so we wanted to kind of have something that was like going to be late winter. It was going to be warming. We wanted it sweet, but not too sweet. Um, so uh, the chicory root was to bring like a nice roasted kind of roundness to it. The dandelion is um, dandelion root's very bitter, and so that bitterness kind of like helps kind of temper the sweetness of like the maple syrup and the um, and the, uh, the, the, the fresh apple sweetness do it as well. You can um, tell your chef enough. backgrounds rolling in on these. Cause no, no, it really is. Cause if you watch enough of that show, like chopped, not to cut you off, but you know, you watch yeah. enough chopped and all this stuff. Like they talk about stuff like this, you know, again, a way above my bald ass head, but I can, I can listen. You know, I say I could see the chef background by the hand motions. Yeah. Cause my brother also went to culinary school and when he starts talking about food, the hand, does the hand's moving, very similar moving, motions. Yeah. yeah. I see it and in bam, shapes, kick it you know? up a notch. <laughs> all right so continue um yeah uh the vanilla bean kind of like adds like this nice like pastry note to the backside. you know rounds everything out along with the cinnamon uh maple syrup gives that kind of like 
unmistakable mapley taste but without being like too overbearing and like i think the chicory root kind of like helps play that in a little bit as well because it kind of brings out that like deeply cooked sugars note that you get with like the caramelization of maple syrup okay so now we've had the ingredient breakdown tell us about so we were we're we're kind of saving this for a a different episode for for brewing but we kind of hit on it in a previous episode for marketing so who comes up with the names is it a separate person is it the team Oh, uh, well, you know, sometimes uh, we all get around like our owner, Shannon, and Ashley, our marketing guru, uh, extraordinaire, uh, Ben, uh, our head cider maker, and myself, uh, and, you know, sales guys, whoever's in the area, we'll get around a table and we'll just drink beers and like bounce ideas back and forth each other. You know, most uh, more often than not, it's like really horrible puns that don't actually <laughs> land. And Ashley's like, no, we can't use that pun. And I'm like, but it's golden. <laughs> you know, um, but usually they have like a good final say and, you know, it, it, it lands and it sticks and it's usually a pretty good vibe. All right. All right. Can art's actually really solid on this one, too, that you don't always see on cider. Yeah, I like so one of the things so we also the old t- man on the mountain. Yeah. Yeah, so we also we also touched on a bunch of stuff, a, a bunch of different kind of things. So I like how you worked uh I forget the guy's name. He was a captain. He's on the AB legendary Stormalong, yeah. Yeah, and he's on Alfred the legendary Bull, dra- top Stormalong. Yeah, and he's on so he's on the can. Uh it's like the visage or whatever kind of thing mm-hmm. that you use and then I like how they kind of put it over like the man of the mountain with the with the pipe and the little sailor's hat. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um he's a Cape Cod uh a uh, sailor that was supposedly like 50 feet tall and would drink cider by like the barrel full, you know, his his mass of his boat was so big it would scrape the moon if he was uh, <laughs> sailing underneath it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I liked again, and we, we we're going to touch on on the whole marketing aspect of beer and alcoholic beverages, you know, and another thing. But like I like how, um, at least for now, y'all pretty much stay on brand. Like, so we were talking about how stuff like Jack's Abbey has Springdale mm-hmm. and like 603 has EO9. And there's just like these weird offshoot brands. Or if you're not, if you're just, I don't know, I hate to say this word, but if you're just a casual, if you're a peasant and you don't like deep dive into these things, like, and you're not nerding out, you might be like, oh, this is, and you see it on a shelf somewhere. You're like, this is two different things. It's not the same people or whatever, where this one, it just kind of stays yeah. on, you know, which speaking of which brings us. An, an excellent segue into our next thing. So we're going to crack open these. We'll start with um, the Yarlington Mill Rare Apple Series, kind of in the Red Bull style 12-ounce can. Mm, that's right. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. The Sleeks, my boy. The like, Sleeks, that's I what I like that called. you went with a Red Bull style instead of uh, hard seltzer style. We'll ignore hard seltzer on the show for now. <laughs> I'll never say never because I enjoy me there some claws. There are some good ones out there, so I won't say never either on that. They'll make an appearance sooner or later. You're, but that day is not this day. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> so, crack it. The Red Bull style. The Sleeks. Yeah, the sleeks. there it is. Yeah. So, I do like the term, the Sleeks. So nice. as I'm pouring this out and passing them around, so without giving away too many kind of industry or trade secrets, Ooh. um. So I've I've been on a tour of Stormalong. I actually work for the company as well. I moonlight. Um, but can you like walk people through like the process? So like what happens? Do you guys just get a bunch of juice all the time and mm-hmm. ferment that? Do you press apples there? Like just kind of like virtual tour, like talk it through. 
Right. Well, largely it depends on like the product. So for instance, right now what we have is um, part of our rare apple series, which is kind of a passion project. Excuse me. You can burp right into the mic there. It's can I? Good. Is oh, that yeah. good? That's kosher? Chris just hasn't given his out yet today. <laughs> and I actually can might... we cut that out? It's staying in. Here's staying the thing. In. Not only might it stay in, if it's a good one, I might yeah. isolate might... it, save it, and use it as a transition for future episodes. It's wow. like, hey, we'll be right back. <laughs> will you really... But will you rate it? That's what I want to know. Point two five. We have rated the burps before. <laughs> um... So yeah, uh, like so, I, I think it all uh, comes back to the orchard first and foremost, especially with the Arlington Mill uh, and and our other like rare apple series. So we get um, our apples from different growers for these varietals. We uh, not a lot of apple growers, like only a very small percentage of them, are growing these varieties of apples, like these true heirloom apples. Um, so uh, Shannon, uh, who just has a bunch of contacts within like the apple growing realm and, and, and people, we also have our sm- own small orchard as well, located in Sherburne with a lot of these varietals as well. Um, those we pick and, and harvest, and every year we make a small bottled variety that's only like 250 gallons. It's you know our premier little batch, you know, of our own grown apples. But it starts. I'll with have the to apples. sneak in and steal one of those. <laughs> I get, I'll bring you guys one next Hell time. Yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it starts with the apple. Um, we select what variety that we want to uh, have and feature. Uh, for instance, Yarlington Mill is predominantly Yarlington Mill. Um, I think it has maybe a few other apple varietals in there, but it's like. Um, like like ninety seven percent Yarlington Mill, um, well it says one hundred percent freshly pressed Yarlington Mill cider apples. Can we edit that? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. In. <laughs> all right, we'll just keep talking us through the process how these varietals come in and how yeah. It's made. So yeah. so we select these apples based on uh, what attributes they bring. Yarlington Mill is like a very strong bitter, uh, uh, bittersweet apple, so it has high tannins, low acids, and whatnot. And so we'll press these apples and ferment them. Uh, we have a cider maker named Mark who uh, we recently brought in on the team who wanted to uh, blend out this. So we select the yeast. Uh, we select the fruit. Um, we uh, blend and uh, grind the... The apples get ground up. Uh, sent into the press juice gets pressed out sent over to us um then we add in our yeast yeast nutrients uh set the temperature and let it go ferment and and let the apples do their thing um that's really what it boils down to is is helping the apples uh kind of bring out the characteristics that they already have within them you know no i like that that's nice you don't see always different apples like people just seem sometimes you get the hard cider it's like all one kind yeah and i think it's cool that you're going to different um growers and like like finding apple varietals like this is what i'm saying like within one company i can just deep dive you know we we had spoken about this alan and i did you know um in last episodes where we were talking about how like with new england ipa like most people just accuse brewers of making yellow beer and just using different hops and it's like what's well, because with that style you're kind of just it doesn't really matter what the malt bill is really mm. I mean, it kind of does but if you're using white wheat as opposed to red wheat I mean, 
who's going to tell? Who's going to, you know, who's going right. to oh you you changed like they're never gonna have any idea yeah yeah but like so with apples it really does kind of make it it really it really does so but what's really cool is within like you know you're still a business and you've got to make money and so what a lot of breweries will do is like hey new england ipas sell so we'll just do a bunch of yellow beer whether they do or not who cares um and they'll just switch the hop varietals and they'll be like hey we already talked about this kind of like we'll do a plus b then we'll do a plus c then we'll do C plus B, then we'll mm-hmm. just do C, then we'll just do B, then we'll just do A, and the possibilities are limitless with the same ingredients. What's really cool about this is within the same company and with this, within the same brand, I just went from, well, this one's a dry on the back, but it's like, okay, I've had two dries, one middle of the road, but like the White Mountain Magic was kind of like a dessert where like the other two were just like, I don't know, like a dry cider, more like yeah. of a kind of like an effervescent, almost like a white winey type thing or champagne type style. And it was just really good. Yeah. You know, and they're, but they're very different, like very different. Yeah. Each one's got its own flavor, um, but you can, you can kind of tell the style. Yeah. Like you can tell it's coming from the same person, I guess I you'd say, because like you almost, almost when you try a bunch of different styles of beer, you can pick the breweries out mm. feeling like you can feel the storm alongness in them. Yeah. yeah, if that's a word, the house flavor. Yes, the house. Yeah, flavor. yeah we're uh, we're dubbing that the storm alongness. You're, you're <laughs> here for Can we get T-shirts? Yeah, say hashtag the storm, storm alongness. Yeah, we we work with closely uh, the folks up at uh, Poverty Lane, uh, Farnham Hill, up in uh, Lebanon, New Hampshire, Steve Woods and whatnot, and they have a a natural Lebanon. They call it, they call it stormy, stormy flavor. Hey, Le- nice. Lebanon's a country. Yeah. It's it's Lebanon. It's Lebanon, Bob. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. pronounce any of those 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 towns right either. So right, yeah, no, I just giving you crap. I somebody from there recently told me that right? it's Lebanon, but Lebanon's a country. Right, same, like, huh? the same thing. Le- like if you no, no. saying, was it? I mean, it's like it's was kind it of like Burn, Maine. You go up there, Burn. they got China, Maine. They've got. You yeah, know, Illinois, Maine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. South Side, Chicago, Maine. <laughs> yeah, America. China. They just ran out of ideas at a certain point, you know. But, well, um, it's Maine, the way life should be, right? It says it right on the list. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Nice. Well, Alan, what do you got for a rating on this one, man? You're, you're um, up first. I'm going to go one point higher than Legendary Dry, 7.8. Ooh. like this one a little bit better. Ooh. I think it's I might be not having like this variety of apple before and like enjoying the taste of something new. Yeah. But I, I think that's one of the things I like. It's apples I wouldn't eat. Um, I'm super picky when it comes to eating an apple by hand. I literally will eat two kinds, and that's it, maybe a third. But in, like, your juice hard cider, I'm going to be open to try more things. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing is a lot of these apples, like you're on to mill, if you were to take a bite of it, they're what's known as spitters. Because you take a bite of it and spit it out on the ground because it has, like, such a crazy tannic bitter taste to it, you know? And so they're like for the horses, like horse feed or something. Well, I'd much rather make booze out of them, but sure, you can get <laughs> yeah. into a horse. No, no, but you know what I mean. Like maybe that's what like they originally thought, and that definitely wasn't a fart on the tape. Just gonna say full disclosure, I was dragging my mic stand across the thing, but I saw my sound waves go like this, and I'm like, <laughs> so we all know it was Chris's alleged fart. That was yes. a point two five. Yeah, yeah, the go the ghost fart. It's actually got a point six nine. Point six nine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit higher than me. Coming a little bit higher. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, for this one, I'm going seven five. I mean, it's another dry cider. I I enjoy dry ciders. I just I'm a sweet cider guy. Uh, 
Call me lame. Dry cider guy. So yeah. this is like right up my alley. Yeah, but it was still very good, man. All these are really well crafted. Highly recommend Storm Along. We'll get into that. We'll get into that at the end. No, we'll go on my yeah. got my spiel yet. So, so yeah. So bright. Tell us about like Storm Along in general, man. Like, what do you just anything you got to Fuck, let man. let fly open end? Uh, How'd you get there? Whatever, like. Uh, well, I used to work at uh, I, I got my start in industrial cider making uh, at uh, Downey Cider House, which was like a really great opportunity for me to like learn how to make cider from a twenty gallon and kegging, you know, at home style to like three thousand and six thousand gallon batches and whatnot, which is very different. Surprise, surprise. Um, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, I stayed with uh, Down East for about three years, and um, I had made some connections through a mutual friend of mine at a barbecue uh, to our current head cider maker, uh, Ben. Uh, met there, talked shop with him, talked apples and, and cider theory and all of that, and like we just kind of geeked out about cider, you know? And uh, one day I got a call from him, and he was like, my guy, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm walking home from work. He's like, you want a job? I was like... Fuck yeah, dude. You're the next contestant on Storm Alongside. He goes running down the aisle. Yeah. High fives left 69 cents, Bob. But yeah, so Storm Along, I'm really excited to work with this company. It's it's really great. It's We are willing to like invest a lot of money in like these passion projects like our heirloom variety series you know they're they're not the fastest sellers but we're really focused on educating the public on like apples and like heirloom cider and things of that nature even legendary dry in and of itself is trying to help educate people to the variety of what ciders are available out there you know um it's not exactly cost effective to uh put bittersweet apples in a uh can that you line price out i think it's like uh 10.99 11.99 a four pack you know you know you kind of get like a little loss leader thing going on there but we know that if people try it it'll open their palate and people will understand that cider isn't necessarily just always like the saccharine sweet um ciders that are out there on the shelf um so i really like that Stormlong focuses on you know bringing good cider to the masses and helping people like ed- you know educate them on like what the different varieties of ciders are out there yeah again as far as like the education piece and the and the like the exposure piece like it it kind of goes back into another thing like i'll rant a little bit like the first like hard hard seltzer out there was like zima or some shit yeah it was like years ago and it was like literally gross and then people were like how in the hell are these selling now and it's because they pivoted and did some marketing stuff and zima was never really marketed as like a seltzer it was just always as zima it's clear. Well, whatever. So they did a little bit better with it. And I feel like this, the, in the cider industry, that's what's happening now is it's kind of going craft and you're getting away from the angry orchard, which are just this like, cool. It's like their regular one. And then their Rose one. And it's like, dude, they're super overly sweet. Like I'm yeah. just not a huge Imagine, fan. Even, even they're following the chain now and trying to have way more varieties. Yeah. Than everybody else. It's like, you almost have to now it's, you can't just make like one variety of cider. Yeah. Just like you can't make like one beer. Right, right, right. Yeah. Nice. My 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 typical like I don't know what to say, so I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> nice. Gonna go nice. nice. And we're not gonna edit that out. It's staying it. <laughs> I rate that a point two five that nice. Yeah, when it when in doubt, 
Just leave it in. Going a bit higher at a point four two zero. That's just being a bit generous. <laughs> Gonna go ahead and disagree right there. Yeah, we'll just go straight four point two zero. If we're gonna give out scores like that, four point two zero six nine. Yeah, yeah, might as well. Eh? Yeah, might as well. Nice. So, so, so something that me and Chris have talked a lot about with um, New England IPAs and stuff is like a shelf life on them. You know, where Chris has a very firm shelf life in his mind on when he will buy uh. an IPA. But with cider, you know, that's not quite the issue, right? Is there a window? For when you best should try to drink a cider? Well, it's not quite like an IPA. You know, yes. IPAs are, they're fast and furious. You get it in can and then it's a fucking rush to get it into your belly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I like to say I'm on the clock when I put it in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and time starts now after this point. And I can drink this many this day, that day. And if I really push it, then yeah. I'll finish up. Right. Um, so cider, again, you know, it's much more akin to like wine, you know what I mean? Uh, where I wouldn't necessarily age a cider, like a red wine for like 25 years, but I've had, um, you know, cider that's been aging in can. It's like five, six or in bottle, even like some of our early bottled stuff. It's like seven years old. That tastes outstanding. You know, yeah, um, very different than my eight week, li- yeah. eight week, like ah, eight week limit. Yeah, for yeah. New England IPAs. Like if it's more than if it was canned more than eight weeks ago or if it doesn't have a date on it, as heard probably for the 69th time on this show. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, I'm not interested. That's that's, mm. that's one of the things I go by with cider, too, like especially the seasonals. You know, if you really like one, I'll grab a few extra, you know, you tuck them in the fridge and. They're yeah, so they great develop. as you're drinking them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, especially when it tends to come to like the drier <laughs> ciders, you start to notice a little bit more of like kind of caramelly and like cooked sugar notes um, tend to manifest themselves over time as they age. Nice. Yeah, dude. I, I can't agree more. Like that's what's cool about cider too is not that I'm like particularly wanting to age it. But uh, Alan has told, has mentioned, made mention of this a couple of times. Like you just lose one in the back of the fridge, you know. Mm-hmm. It gets in there and you're just pushing stuff around and you forget it's there. And it's like, well, cool. Well, it's a New England IPA that you waited in line to buy. Maybe it's one that's like a real banger. But like, dude, now it's nine months later and you're like, mm. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got a uh, two Pliny the Elders that I got like a year ago in my thing that I forgot about, and I'm just like, eh. What right. do I do with these? You know? Whereas, like, if I found a White Mountain Magic in the back of my fridge seven months from now, oh, I'd be like, be sick. <laughs> Let's go. Well, that's, yeah. I, I, that's what happens with the cider sometimes. Like, you're not as pressured to drink them, so sometimes you, you space them out a little more, and then it's more apt to fall on the back because you push a few things in front of it. And, you know, I've, I've never had a bad cider out of a can in my fridge. That's, I just wanted to kind of figure out if there was an actual thought process behind it to see which i was glad that my thoughts are correct yeah well so i can speak a little bit to this as well though from my experience in both the beer and cider industry is like just it's it's all about that oxygen in the package for beer it really is yeah kill like hops are so volatile and by volatile i mean they're sensitive and Mm -hmm. specifically to oxygen so it's like whereas like apple cider because essentially, it's apple not the cider. worst yeah. thing you need yeah. to worry about. Yeah, yeah. it's apple yeah. cider juice before it's fermented, and then afterward, it's just whatever residual sugars are left plus the 
fermented alcohol and like oxygen almost has zero effect on it. Not, it's not zero. It does affect it, but it doesn't, it's not as drastic. It's not going to no. just tank the flavor and just completely yeah. change yeah. it yeah. into some. It's not going to degrade that main flavor profile. Yeah. Right, it's not right. We, we try it. to, we try to avoid oxidation wherever we can, but it's also not like our greatest yeah. demon, you know? Well, right. So like, you know, you guys aren't checking the dissolved oxygen within the cans because it's that much of a non-issue. Uh, sometimes? Not on, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. So, like, for instance, like, some of our longer, like, aging cans or, like, uh, beverages that we uh, will expect that we will age for a bit of time, like in bottle or whatnot, we'll, we'll uh, send out for DO and whatnot um, just so that we know that the aging is going to do really well. But, like, I mean, again, even with, like, the ones that, like, receive like that we that we don't necessarily monitor the oxygen on like those same beverages you'll have them like i mean it says on the can best buy a year later but you know i've drinking ones that are like two years past that and fucking awesome well i wish we had that on video stuck the thumb (laughs) in the cheek and went for the pop that was outstanding the best part was he succeeded i would have just flung spit at first. <laughs> i'll it give it in like i did not enjoy that i give that move a nine <laughs> solid 9.4 i drive to see it whoa wow yeah. 9.69 i'm coming over the top yeah no hey so hey we're, we're, we're about to cross the 45 minute mark so you're gonna come up with the rating for this last one or yeah i'm just skip right over i just that. like to i just like to announce the times okay Oh, they had the wine sap, hundred percent wine yeah, sap. Yeah, so we, we so we poured, and as we, we were, yeah, I don't even think we said what we. Yeah, were as we were as one. we were uh, messing around here, we we poured wine sap. It's another one of Stormalong's a rare apple series. Yeah, um, we're coming out with a variety four pack here. It should be in the market with uh, these cans in the next two months. Hell yeah! Expect so what do you what are you thinking, Alan? Um, I'm gonna go. This one probably out of the four would be my fourth ranked. But it's not by a lot, so it goes seven point six. Okay. And it's just I think I didn't like the wine sap as much as the other ones, but it had a good flavor to it, and it had um, some nice uh, aftertones of towards like the fruity spectrum, mm. towards like um, stuff like that. I I liked it. It just liked the other ones better. So it's just you know, it's around some champions, and it just was lower on the totem pole. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna go seven fo because I want to say seven fo. <laughs> for no other reason no it was definitely really good all of these were really well done they're really well crafted storm along cider is and hey not just because i've worked there like it's it's awesome you should try it i i if i saw any of these ones out i i would buy them if you, i didn't have any at the house well that's the great thing i like about the variety pack is that it has four different heirloom style varietals like right there so if you want to know like how different can, like, it's just a fermented apple is a fermented apple. It all tastes the fucking same. Well, it doesn't, you know? And here's four different cans. Well, it you does when you're drinking Angry Orchard. I'm super picky with my apples, so I definitely <laughs> understand that apples taste differently. Because when, I, like I said before, I'm going to only eat two varieties, maybe one third. Everything else I call a trash apple. Yeah. <laughs> a trapple. <laughs> well listen it's definitely a Perfect good for cider though it, it's a good it's a good new realm to explore uh highly encourage if you haven't like delved into ciders start delving into ciders and and go to the craft cideries there's definitely a lot in new england there's a lot around sherborne massachusetts is not that hard it's pretty centrally located within new england yeah. and so, so is we got our new tap sherborne. room there or the tap room we have a you know front facing store office where you can pick up all of our 
products that we make and then plus some things that aren't available in store yeah. you can buy there so so yeah. what like town is it near yeah where is Framingham it's about okay. like 15 right. minutes out of Framingham so if you're in the Framingham area you know it's a short jaunt nope, down from there a little hop skip sense. a jump ski yep yep yeah nice okay and then what states can they find can we find oh man yeah do you, I, mean, I don't want you to list them all that's not a but like no, there's not that many. We're going to fact it's... check you, too. So just so you know. All right, I'm pulling it up on Google <laughs> right now. Uh, we're in Rhode Island, Connecticut, uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, of course, Maine, uh, California, believe it or not. Yeah, made the leap over there, yeah. Uh, right. And strangely enough, South Dakota and Utah now. Mm. Getting a little Mormon action out there in Utah. Yeah. That's incredibly overreaching yeah well, we, we, we got a, anyway. a, a guy that owns a super uh a cider bar out there that that okay. really likes our stuff so he opened up uh the distribution, distribution channels for us we send him one pallet and and that's what he gets for the year so i really i i'm kind of humbled by it because it's like you got somebody out there that likes your shit so much that they're willing to spend like five grand on shipping it out there and yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's impressive when you're talking that far of shipping that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. So now if I'm in Utah, now I have to find this cider bar. I think that's I would it. want to find that anyways, because how many times do you hear of a cider bar? Very true. Very true. You know, outside Too and of far like, between. Yeah, there was one like, in Portland. You know, I think that one shut down. There was one in Maine. I think that one shut down. Portland so and Maine are the same state. They're not the same thing. Also Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Also not the same that thing. Is, that is apple country out there. <laughs> Well, I'm not smart. Anyways, <laughs> as, I, as I Homer as I Homer Simpson back into the bushes. Like... <laughs> oh man! Well, listen, Bright. He's hiding behind an unused treadmill right now. It's been real. Uh, this has been a solid review of some Storm Along ciders. They definitely have a way larger portfolio. I mean, we've tried four different ciders today, but I think the portfolio is way larger than that you want to just plug some of the the bigger ones that they, that people will probably be able to find yeah certainly yeah. um you know uh we have uh, red skies at night which is our hibiscus passion fruit um you know it's really nice the tannins of the hibiscus balance out the passion fruit it's got this beautiful red color it's sweet but not too sweet um we have a uh, we just released it actually is our new unfiltered storm along unfiltered which is bright clean apple taste you know it's got a good bite to it it's uh finished with unfinished uh with unfiltered juice so it has like a really like nice cloudy haze to it you know gotta get the haze <laughs> fucking gotta get the haze <laughs> my guy haze really craze ex- yeah man really excited about that one i can one. see through my glass i'm not fucking drinking it <laughs> That's the way. Um and let's see what else. You know, we have our light of the sun obviously is like uh you know, is uh usually our, our hot varietal. Uh, and be be on the lookout for our seasonals too and our heirloom. If you see our heirloom packs, pick it up. You know, it's it's a great way to get like a wide variety of like flavors in one go, you know, and kind of have an understanding of like what heirloom fruit's all about. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. So you can get them. Oh, and I can't forget Mass Appeal, too. Yes. Oh, what's Mass Appeal? Mass Appeal Even though is, I know what it is, but yeah. tell, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a semi-sweet, you know. It's uh, Macintosh Golden Delicious Apples, so it has a like, really great fruit-forward, apple taste to it. 
Uh, it's clear, very bright colored, good carbonation, uh, enough sweetness and acidity to kind of like balance each other out. Um, so if you like things a little bit sweeter, you know, uh, but not too sweet, you know, check out Mass Appeal. It's got a good bite to it. I like the pun on the name too. It's Mass Appeal for the masses. That's right. It's made in Massachusetts. I believe it's got the state logo on it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does. It does. R.I.P. Guru. <laughs> Listen, some marketing teams do it right. Some marketing teams do it wrong. We'll just leave it at that. You know, you know, some people are punning and non-punning, and it don't matter if it's a dad joke. They make it work. Yeah. They pivot. They somehow like. If you if you came up with like a brewery or a cidery that just called it like dad jokes. And every beer was named after like some dad joke you fucking clean up. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, well, I, I always pitch the dad jokes to Shannon, uh, our owner, but he's he's always just like, ah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and well, at least it. it's open enough for for the rejection where yeah. it's like he'll hear it out and be like, no. Yeah. It's like I've you're like the, it's like you're the court jester and he's like the king. You're just like you crack a joke and he's just like this displeases me. Yeah. Be gone. I'll Every be- once in a while, I get control of the uh, date coder underneath the cans. Oh. I can I can I can put nice. something. Oh, we didn't even look underneath the cans. We usually oh, there's not there's not, usually yeah it's usually there's nothing under there it's, except for like the on normal. This one, but I can't get it. Yeah, this one just says legendary dry. Yeah, uh, I'll yeah. I'll catch a wild hair at my ass one day and then I'll just be like I'm feeling goofy, type something. <laughs> under there. Yeah. yeah, that is quite excellent. Yeah, or like he he forgets the typo and so it's, it's, it, like he does a typo on purpose and instead of mass appeal he just writes ass appeal it's like oops well, <laughs> i thought i hit the m I, my bad I, I, i've tried to inkjet a, a picture of of me with my like butt sticking out but <laughs> unfortunately you can only take eight characters and my butt requires at least 12 so oh, yeah that's yeah. what they call the, awesome. the junk in the trunk as they say <laughs> <laughs> shout out to stephanie <laughs> Yeah, he's with us. He's with us. It's all good. The junk junk of the trunk is safe over here. No one's making any moves. Oh, man. Hey, you just got to roll it. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to close it up. You can find us at The Bald Guy Beer Reviews on Facebook, Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. Who? Nerd. Spotify. Um, Instagram. Instagram. You can find Storm Along. And all the states that Bright listed, go back and listen to it. I'm not going to repeat them. It's pretty much New England plus Utah, South Dakota, and California. <laughs> yeah. 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 There we go. Nice. I got it. And then um, you can follow them at Storm Along on Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's at Storm Along on Facebook. Sure. We'll I mean, if that. you start typing it, the Google will finish it for yeah. you. Yeah. Then you'll start getting advertisements. We all have Google. Now, if you, you know listen how to, find to this it. on your phone, just type in the first letter S. Your phone already knows. It's going to put it there. <laughs> yeah if by the t it's not filling out like that you're probably searching for some other stuff and you got pro- you probably got issues <laughs> um anyway thanks for giving it a listen we enjoy it like comment um write us an email message us on any of the social media platforms we'll get back to you if you want to be on the show we're open we got open season for guests if you want to talk shit uh if you want to just bring up a subject that you're passionate about in this industry we'll talk about it with you uh, Alan, you got anything? No, I think I think you hit it all there. You know, don't be afraid. Tell us what you think, and keep on listening. To all our four listeners. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, guys. I, really I think we increased to five on. or six now, probably. Cause, oh, 
Well, at Gross, least for dude. this, I hey, do. That's twenty percent growth. Right well, yeah. There. Well, at least with this, five. <laughs> I mean, with with such a small listenership, your our guests are almost guaranteed to listen to their own episode. So we'll add you for at least this one. And then you, uh, you you've had me for the first ten episodes. Hell yeah! yeah. And then yeah. We'll add, but now we might add Stephanie because now she might be like, hey, my guy yeah, was on this thing. Bright. That's right. And Bright's mom definitely combed through this. Yeah, no cocaine, mom. I promise. Yeah, no cocaine. Cocaine bad. Okay, we're going off the rails again. <laughs> yeah, we are off the rails. All right, see you later. Bye.